0: Welcome to the Wrestle Talk podcast. I am Luke Owen D A D, and I'm joined by Chopper Pequenell. Hello, Tempest the Wrestler.
2: I'm Tempest.
0: And Abby, here comes the pain. Hello. Hi, Abby. This is your first. I mean, we know that this was like your first proper like live stream podcast that we did on the Wrestle Talk podcast channel, not after Darkwise. Mm-hmm. But this is now also your first intro and outro on the audio medium. How do you feel?
3: I feel very special. I feel, <laughs> I feel, I feel wonderful. It's Just lovely wonderful? to be here with you, lovely people.
0: Oh, thank you very much. Uh, congratulations on your first live stream. How did you find it?
3: Oh, stressful. I'm one of these people that gets very easily flustered, and I was like, "Am I making sense in half of the things that I am saying?" But. We move and uh, mm-hmm. it's done now. So it's out in the internet. So There's nothing <laughs> to do about it now.
0: You, cannot go, <sighs> you literally can't go back on it now. Now it's done. It's out there. No. People
3: were nice in the chat. I was like, oh, they that's were. lovely. Yeah. Oh, well,
0: we've I got a very you nice came off quite so. well. Hmm. Yes. Oh, yeah. We'll we'll all put you over. I thought you were all excellent. We we'll, we all had a very nice time talking about a very sad subject. Before we get into this main show, I am just going to show off to the camera here. So, I um I, I took <laughs> in my microphone yesterday to the office
4: because <laughs> this is um, amazing.
0: Because um Ollie had this idea of having four people on the stream for for this coming Sunday, and I was like, that's mm. awesome. This was a few weeks back, and then the start of this week, I was like, Have we got everything's sorted for that he's like what do you mean i was like have we got microphones for four people and mic stands for them he's like oh no i don't think we have actually so me and laurie did some last minute buying to get them but they weren't going to arrive by tomorrow to do the prediction stream and we thought we were going to have four people on the prediction stream yesterday but pete wasn't medically cleared so i took in my mic from home uh, I detached it from my mic stand with its uh, arm and everything on it, and I took it into the office. We ended up not using it because we had some technical problems with the um, the mixer itself, which Laurie has now fixed, he has promised me. So that'll be fine for the uh, Survivor Series predictions on, sorry, the Survivor Series live stream on Sunday. But it also means that when I brought my mic home, I didn't have the arm to attach <laughs> it back to the mic stand. And I was like, what am I going to do? So I was like holding it up this morning, like on our morning meeting being like, I need to fix this today. And then I was chatting with my buddy Ash and he said, have you got a mixing jug? (laughs) (laughs) It's amazing. (laughs) It's amazing. I am literally holding this microphone up because I didn't want to carry it for the whole stream. We stripped like an hour and 20 minutes. And I was like, I can't carry that for an hour and 20 minutes. Um, so I literally got this in a mixing jug. It's as my mic. Great stands. work, thanks. It's, mate.
5: it's 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 flawless. Uh, did did any of you see by the way on the one Saturday uh, news video that I had to do where my clip on <laughs> mic wasn't working, so I had to just hold my mic for the whole thing. You're like I had a BBC no commentator.
0: You're like a BBC yeah. sports reporter on the touchline. It was wonderful. The amount of the amount of
5: comments of people being like,
0: Mister Canada <laughs>
5: <laughs> Which I really should lean into if I'd thought about it. But
0: someone oh, well. said it's the best Pete's ever sounded. Like the audio was really nice. <laughs> Wait, to be
5: fair, the audio did sound great, but yeah. it's
0: really inconvenient. Yeah. yeah. Well, speaking of speaking of inconvenience, let's get into let's have an awkward segue into our main topic at hand. More names were released. You alright, Pete? Yeah, I just hit my hand on the table. No big. <clears throat> good audio content it's good yeah. to see that um let's get into our main topic of conversation it's a long podcast today so strap yourselves in put the kettle on get a bev ready pour yourself a nice glass of wine and enjoy this episode of the WrestleTalk podcast About three weeks ago, I did a podcast with Denise Alcedo and Alex Queen of the Ring when WWE made some releases, and I said on that podcast, well, I guess this is just a quarterly event now. Not did I think that's just three, four weeks later, if that, we're sat here again talking about more ww releases and what could be possibly next for them i am luke owen d a d i'm joined by your jam that champion pete cornell hi i'm here. joined by the longest reigning quizzle mania champion that bitch tempo t wrestle i'm back y'all and i believe in making podcast debuts yeah. uh, making making her podcast debut Abby, here comes the pain from social media. How are you doing, Abby?
3: Hello. please, Pleased to be here, but under very sad circumstances.
0: Indeed it is. Um, also, this episode is sponsored by Beer52, beer52.com forward slash rest or get yourself 10 free craft beers on us. They're an excellent service. And while I may not have a Beer52 in front of me to bring up sponsor cam, I'm having a bloody drink. (laughs) Because I'm upset.
5: Uh, Where the hell is mine?
0: (laughs) Well, as as you'll
5: jam that (laughs) champion, I demand. If I was in (laughs) the same room
0: as you, Pete, then I would get you a beer, mate. Right, okay. So, oh, someone said Downton Abbey is a suggestion as a name. That's pretty good. It's
5: not bad. (laughs) I like Abbey, Here Comes the Pain. But also, Here Comes the painters.
3: I feel like they lack the context that my last name is Payne. And so that's why it works.
0: Yeah.
5: <laughs>
3: we yeah, just that, that, added that on.
0: Yeah, then maybe you, yeah, you're right. That makes more sense now. <laughs> right. Okay. So let's get into this. WWE uh, yesterday released the following names John Morrison, Tegan Knox, Shane Thorne, Jackson Riker, Drake Maverick, Isaiah Swerve Scott, Top Dollar, and Ashante the adonis that means we have over 80 talents this year alone released from their wwe contracts pete you have got the statistic of 2020 and 2021 combined
5: Mm, i just did some counting before we went live and the the number i got might have counted wrong human error and all that was 131
0: so so that's a lot of people some fun facts for you the entire impact roster is 66 and we have more damningly the entire AEW roster is 120 names, and people think that like AEW is like too stacked as it is and it's too full. The WWE have released more names in two years than AEW have on their entire books. So I think of those names. We'll we we'll, let's go through them one by one. I I think. I think that's probably the best way to to go about this. And I think the name that the names that jump out the most are Hit Row right? Isaiah Swerve's got top dollar and Ashanti the Adonis because B-Fab got released a few weeks back. They just got called up to SmackDown. They had just started a brand new feud with Ginger and Shanky. So you knew they were on the, they were peanuts on the up. They were scheduled for a massive, well, reportedly scheduled for a massive push. They got the traditional three-week WWE push and have been given their marching orders. And um pete i'm gonna i'll come to you first um because mm. i mean smackdown is is your show it's your brand sure you, you bleed blue um <laughs> <Dude>. <laughs> so uh your, your thoughts on uh on hit row getting released what are they thinking or well, probably they're not thinking
5: is probably more accurate um i mean if you've gone back and listened to me and tempest since hit row debuted in nxt we were so so incredibly impressed with them thinking that the this is the next big group in wwe tempest went even further than i did i i loved hit row but tempest was the one who was always just saying give swerve everything push him to the moon give him the nxt title put him on the main roster make him beat roman reigns i don't care give swerve everything because hit row what awesome they were they just had pardon the pun here they had an intangible asset about them that made them so enticing and entertaining and they had a presence when they came out they felt different and unique and special they felt very special and then they released bfab they felt immediately unspecial when going up to the main roster and then they entered a feud with Jinder Mahal and Shanky and Jinder and Shanky did a rap against them, which was, <clears throat> and then, uh, and now they're gone. What, what was the point? And I know there's going to be a lot of people, because I've already seen several people saying that, you know, it's just business. People lose their jobs. It's it, just what happens in life. People lose their jobs. It's just business. Even, even if that's what you think, which. I disagree with personally, but even if that's what you think, this is a terrible business idea because you have just put in a ton of time to get people excited about hit row and then have decided to release them. There's no point in people getting invested in your product when you do this regularly, which they are doing regularly. It just leads to a lack of investment from fans. That's a bad business move aside from the ethics that's just a ridiculous yeah. idea.
0: I am. Um, so I was chatting with Ollie um, after the draft had happened, when I got back to work after during my paternity leave. And um he, he and Tempest had, had a discussion on the rampage and Smackdown podcast. We were talking about who do you think got a better draft out of, out of this? And it was funny because I think uh, Tempest thought Raw got the better deal. And I, and then Ollie was like, I think SmackDown got the better deal. What well, they decided it was both are equally just as bad. But like, it's just, you know, they're, they're the same kind of level. I actually thought that SmackDown got the better deal out of this draft specifically because they got Hit Row. And I said to Wally I was like, it seems like the most exciting brand now because you've got Hit Row, you've got Ridge Holland, you got Xia Lee coming up, Shotzi is starting to go, you know, she has peanuts on the up. I was like, this feels like the more exciting brand new brand particularly because of hit row and now and now they're gone and they weren't even given a shot I wanted to read this from uh Dave Meltzer's Wrestling Observer Newsletter which got printed about an hour or so ago he sort of goes into the he doesn't go into the reasons as to why everyone was released but he does give a little bit of color and a little bit of clarity on some of the reasons what some potential reasons so here's what he had to say Isaiah Swerve Scott is super talent and was a major independent star. Ashanti the Adonis, relatively green, having wrestled for three years, wasn't pushed much before being put into the group. Former US Marine, da 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 da. Top dollar, an agile six foot five, 330 pounder, was a nose tackle at Maryland who bounced around the NFL from 2013 to 2020. He wasn't drafted and he went to camp to camp, played some NFL, bad 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 bad. They were a good act with uh, Top Dollar, while Green was way ahead of the game considering he didn't have his first match until May and didn't start training until, training until one year ago. While he came across well on television, he rubbed a ton of people the wrong way in NXT and was getting the same reputation on the main roster. He was the one Vince McMahon saw as the star of the group because of his size. and Once they decided to get rid of him, the other two were likely caught in the crossfire uh Ashanti wasn't really going to do much other than uh do, sorry Ashanti really wasn't going to do anything on the main roster without the group and swerve is not their type as they're looking for bigger guys top dollar not being with them pretty much doomed them that is a horrific paragraph of text because I, I was listening to, I'd had, I had take the kid out for a walk this morning because she's not very well and she still wasn't sleeping very well. So I'd let my wife have a bit of a breather. And I listened to going in Raw's re, uh, you know, recap of this, listen to SRS on Fightful talking about this. The one name that kept coming up from every single person messaging in was Swerve Scott. Swerve Scott's a star. Swerve Scott's this. Who's AEW going to be interested in? Definitely going to be Swerve Scott. Maybe as a group, but definitely 100% Swerve Scott. WWE's eyes, never the star. Top Dollar was the star. Top dollar rub people the wrong way. Now all four of them are gone. Abby, uh gonna to come to you next, your your reaction to to that, to to hit row getting released. Uh,
3: the real downfall, we saw it when BFAB left. It as Pete was saying, like there was something special there. And I think it's different to other like factions I've enjoyed, like the New Day, like the Hurt business. It's that there was a female presence there and BFAB was fantastic she still is we love her but after she was gone something was missing and now i feel like not only have they wasted the fans time in getting invested in them they've wasted all of their time as well you look at where swerve was before he came to nxt And now, and you're like, there's been a big decline there where people see this company as somewhere to push you and just put you on the up. And he's come out with the terrible end of the stick in this whole thing.
2: Yeah. Uh, Tempo, coming across to you. I mean, I think I've said a lot of my piece on the Breaking News podcast that Mod Mother Jenna and I did last night when all of this came out. But I don't understand any of the thought process here. And I don't feel like there has been much of a thought process behind all of this. Despite what Dave has reported and the reasoning perhaps behind some of this, I don't get this old, senile-ass man looking at this group and just being like, he's big, he's the star, and not seeing the package that was hit row. Because all four of the people, whether whether Top Dollar had backstage heat or or whatnot, the whole package of the group was special. It's the kind of special that you wait around and hope to find, hope something comes and falls into your lap because they are totally incapable of making their own stars these days. So when you get a package like that. That just, well, there it is. It's signed, sealed, ready to deliver. Yeah, Top Dollar and b were a little bit green for sure. But that's why you have a performance center. That's why you can have them train and get better. And then you get this. You put them in NXT. They're great. And then they go to the main roster and they're not even given a chance. They're not even given a chance to fail. It's not like, oh, they had a rough start and they didn't get over and, oh man, it, it sucks, but what can you do? Like, no, there was no chance for them to succeed. And if you don't give the talent a chance to succeed, you are simply wasting their time and ours. I don't know how I watch NXT next week because who, they, Bron Breaker's not going to be anything on the main roster at this point. How could he be? How could anyone be? When they have zero plans for anybody and they're more than content to release people, whether they're big, they're small, they're talented, they're they're green, it doesn't matter what your circumstances are, because they will seemingly release you indiscriminately.
0: Yeah. I am... Um... Yeah, I, I think there's a thing within WWE, particularly if, if Vince is the one that is making all of these decisions or whether it's a Laurinaitis thing. And the, the way it was kind of described on the uh, Sean was describing it was that in some ways, this is basically just a spreadsheet of things. Like If it is budget cuts, they're like, well, we need to get to this number. So let's put up the contract numbers until we hit that number. Those are the people that we cut. And like that is sort of like really how some of these decisions are are made. It's less and more about like this, that, and the other. It's just like, well, we need to be at this number. These people are making us get above that number, so we cut those. Now we're back at that number. Thumbs up all round. But the, for me, like when I look at the, the state of WWE and Raw and SmackDown in particular, it hasn't moved on in a decade, decade plus in some instances. The mid card scene looks like the mid-card scene we had years ago. Dolph Ziggler is still a mid-card guy. Cesaro is still a mid-card guy. Seamus is a mid-card guy. The Miz is a mid-card guy. Rey Mysterio is a mid-card guy. They've just got their mid-carders. They've got their main eventers and occasionally they'll cr- try and create a new main eventer in there. But mostly those are the same main eventers we've had for the last five or so years. They're not interested in changing that because Vince is comfortable with that in the same way that he's comfortable with his mid card. So why bother in sort of like broader sense? Why bother bringing in a new, new, anyone new? Because we've already got a mid card. We don't need new stars. Don't need a new mid card. I've got a mid card. My mid card is fine, it's working. I can put Dolph Ziggler out there and he can have a match against Rey Mysterio and it'll be fine. The crowd will pop because the crowd recognize the entrance music, they are pop for the finishes and everyone goes home happy. So why bother trying to create a new group and create some new stars to, to go around this mid card? Because I've got it. And that is a frustrating position to be in as a fan because I'm watching Raw. Like the main event of Raw this week was Bobby Lashley versus Rey Mysterio. Literally on my notes, party like it's 2005. Because it was yeah. 16 years ago that those two were having matches on WWE TV. And I'm still watching them have matches on WWE TV. Um, well, I mean, the, the hit row thing really, really irks me. Really, really did irk me this time. Um, Uh, pete i suppose my question to you uh, and i'm going to do this as a a roundtable thing so i'm very interested in getting everyone's thoughts on this um where they go next from here is swerve scott just gonna because like you know swerve scott people are gonna be after shane strickland because he's an incredible talent like i'd imagine aew will have him on their radar impact will certainly have him on his radar all of the other places mlw and all these places but do you think that it's just going to be Strickland or do you think the four of them come together and be like, let's go as a package deal and sort of present ourselves to these places and be like, this is the, this is the, this is the group that they could have had.
5: Genuinely. I could see either. Um, I could see Swerve going or Shane Strickland going over to AEW and instantly being a brilliant TNT champion who literally takes the belt off Sammy Guevara and just does incredible wrestling week after week, because that's what he does. He has such an incredible presence. And I think if he, if he just does, he does the the Danielson route of just putting on really good wrestling all the time. And then he gets uh, into like the blood feuds and the really good stories and stuff after that. I think that's when he can elevate his game to the next level up. People will start to realize how incredible he is, Not just as a wrestler, but as a performer, as a presence, as a promo. He's got all the tools, and that can be his rise to potentially a new main event star. Because I think that Swerve is capable of being a main event star 100%. I think there's absolutely money in Hit Row. Whether there might be some sort of kickback to it, with, you know, there was beef between Top Dotter and Young Bucks on Twitter and stuff like that over shoes or something. I'm, I don't I don't understand oh, all of that Pete. stuff. Uh, Pete,
0: I had to do this in the news on Monday, mate. That was literally what I wrote. They had beef yeah. over shoes, I think.
5: Yeah, I don't get it personally, but, you know, whatever. I don't know whether that was, you know, played up for, you know, the Dem Clicks or whether it was legitimate, you know, dislike or whatever it may be. That might be a factor to, to the rest of Hit Row potentially not moving over. But if that's something they could play into and have a, Hit Row versus Elite feud, I mean, I'd be okay with that personally. So, yeah, I I could I could genuinely see either. Personally, I think I'd like to see Strickland shine by himself. And I'd like to see Top Dollar and BFAB and Ashanti, like, train more. And then maybe eventually down the line, they can come in when they're not quite so fresh and green. And then they could be a complete package and, and you know elevate swerve to the next level after that i don't know
0: yeah i so top dollar uh put out a statement on twitter where he just said see you all in 90 days hashtag budget cuts we made something special now we get to it again and he tagged the other three members of of hit row within that tweet to essentially say like i think in his mind we could go as a package deal abby AEW, bloody lover faction um, here's, here's another faction to put in, and like you know, it's kind of what Pete said there. You've almost got a ready made first thing for them against the Bucks, but also the acclaimed.
3: Yeah, the, the thing is, I think it's difficult because they have left essentially as a faction because it was only three, four weeks since BFab left and the other three guys got released as well. Are they gonna be subject to the comparison of when they? debuted in nxt and then moved up to the main roster and had that hype are they going to get that same hype if another company brings them in as a faction or is it like pete said is it better to have shane strickland come and do his thing be who he is the others have been told and whether they have a backstage heat whether that carries on to another company backstage heat is something i hate as a reason for Really simple. we'll get to that in a bit um have that as a not nostalgia because it's not that old of an act but a a pop when they do all come back together rather than everyone's just waiting for those 90 days to be up and expecting it to happen
0: mm. yeah yeah i hear that yeah uh, t- uh tempest what do you what say you
2: i think i i also am kind of like i'm happy with with whichever they decide to do because if if top dolla and Ashante the adonis and b were a little bit more seasoned in the ring for sure i could i could definitely see them all just showing up as soon as the 90 days are, are done because that's a ready-made faction and they'd just be shot out of the gate put into a major feud and it would be fantastic no doubt no doubt in my mind whatsoever But I think that the other members could probably Ashanti the Adonis a little bit less so but the other two definitely could definitely use more time in a wrestling school whether that's somewhere like Dustin Rhodes school or wherever. I think that would really benefit from that. That being said, I think Shane Strickland could be a main event guy anywhere. You know, he is he is the total package. He is charismatic. He can talk. He's got extra talent, as we've seen from his freestyles during his his, his uh, celebration on NXT after he won the North American title. He's an excellent wrestler, and he has it. He genuinely has it. He's got this extra quality to him where he just, he's got a look about him. He's got a presence about him. He's got a certain way that he can look past the camera, and you can just see something in him. And he's just fantastic. I could very much see him. Sorry, Abby, but like I I can just imagine him being shot straight to the top of whatever promotion he decides to go to if he decides to go somewhere solo. Abby,
3: yeah. So just on that same point, you think about you look back to like Lucha Underground when he was kill shot in Lucha Underground. Him on his own, he doesn't need the extra people there, and the fact that they've brought him in to NXT and wasted him. Is not a true reflection on the talent that he is, and I worry that people that possibly only watch WWE have gone. Oh, actually, he's he's a bit.
0: He's not their guy. Nah.
3: Yeah, but he's gonna whatever he does next is gonna be incredible. And I think, like you say, Tempest, whether they do go, I'd go to a wrestling school or they go to an indie promotion and just just work their butts off they are all going to do amazing things because they have that passion. I think WWE stomped it out of them possibly a little bit, but it'll come back.
0: Uh, Pete, yeah. you had
5: you something to add? I, I I realized that a stat I wanted to throw out related to this was uh, six out of 13 North American champions have now been released from WWE, which is awesome. That's really, awesome. really cool, that fun stat.
0: Could be, could be um, seven come January if Gargana doesn't resign.
5: Yeah, tell me about it.
0: Um, But
5: I think, yeah, even even people who watch NXT and WWE still might not realize how great Swerve slash Shane Strickland is because after he won the North American Championship, he didn't defend it for God knows how many months, and then he unceremoniously retained against Santos Escobar, and then Carmelo Hayes cashed in his Money in the Bank, not Money in the Bank contract, and then that's it. He was gone. He didn't really get a chance to prove himself as champion material in NXT. So even then people might not realize how amazing he is, which is crazy.
0: Oh, he's so good. But you know, Pete, he's not big. So like the second (sighs) he went up to the main roster, Vince took one look at that group and was like, oh, cool. It's a big guy and two midgets with him. So yeah. let's be pushing the big guy. Uh, he's gonna be because uh, that was the that was the reported plan, right? Was like top dollar will be pushed as the single star of the group, Scott and Ashante will be the tag team, and B Fab will just sort of be there, and then she was be gone. So they were gonna stick with them as the tag team, and now that's just all of them gone. And I think it's a real shame. Like I look back to me and Laurie reviewing the episode of NXT when Scott debuted, which was part of the breakout tournament. And me and Laurie were like, there's the future of NXT right there. He's awesome. He's so, so great. He has got, as Tempest put it, it. And then me and Tempest did the review of the episode when they like hit Road debuted. And the pair was just like, this group rules. This group is absolutely amazing. They have got something so unique and so special about them. I cannot wait to see them be the future of this company. Not, what, six months later? all four of them are gone i don't even think it's six months and like all four of them are gone now it doesn't it feels like it wasn't that long ago anyway um let's move on from hit row uh because obviously there are other names for us to talk about john morrison is another one um his wife tire valkyrie was released in the last portion of these cuts and she was less than pleased Uh, about this news Um, went on a tirade on twitter tweeting yo f them though she actually said the word um and then said and this is the most damning thing stop supporting a company that has zero respect for their talent you love pro wrestling spend your money on the hundreds of other alternatives this is wrong ethically as employers they don't care about us talent or fans when a fan tried to defend wwe for, for releasing him she replied my husband got fired this is why I'm saying this. I'm speaking my truth. I'm sick of, uh, sick and tired of people treating us like crap. Um, Choose a different one. In two weeks, we've lost both our incomes. Before the holidays, I'm allowed to feel how I do. It should be noted as well that Andrew Zarian tweeted uh, that he was told that a lot of the channel was blindsided by these releases because they figured that the last batch was it for this year. Um, Abby, when it comes to Morrison, what do you what do you make of his release?
3: So I got woken up at three o'clock this morning by my other half going, these names have been released. And as soon as I heard John Morrison, I wondered whether he had asked for his release following Tire Valkyrie being released, but seeing these tweets, I'm not sure that's the case at all. I think this is going to sound like I'm making the same point as I did with Shane Strickland, but like, when I watched Lucha Underground and I watched Johnny Mundo, I was like, "This guy is crazy! This guy is flipping all over the shop," and and he was so entertaining. And I feel like he was made a bit of a mockery of. It's not a fun gimmick that he was given. He was given a comedy gimmick, but it's not done right. And I
0: shocking in WWE a bad comedy gimmick.
3: <laughs> I know, I know. But I just feel like it's the same thing. You've got somebody that's on this trajectory that people love, has so much talent to give, and then just let it fizzle out. And it's, he, in my opinion, he could have been top mid-card, possibly even main event at one point. But pairing him with The Miz just takes that down a level where you're like, Oh, maybe we shouldn't take this guy too seriously.
0: It's It was back to 2005 with you, was essentially what happened to Morrison. The second he stepped back, like, stepped foot back through WWE's doors, it was like, cool, let's put you back to where you were 15 years ago. Doesn't matter what you have done since you've been out of it, doesn't matter that you've been a world champion in other places. When you're here, you're the Miz's guy, you're Mid Carter, John Morrison. So back to that you go. Um, Tempest, what, what about you? What did you make of
2: it? Uh, well, largely the same as what Abby just said. I mean, when you re-sign John Morrison, and he's coming into your company for the first time in almost a decade, you have an opportunity to do something different with him. You have an opportunity to have him be a main event guy because he's just spent you know a decade being a main event guy in Lucha Underground, and he was Impact World Champion, and people were excited for John Morrison to be back. And like you said, they immediately stuck him right back where he was, and he was in the Royal Rumble like three weeks after he came back, and he was thrown out in 30 seconds by Brock Lesnar. That's not a main event guy. It's just absolutely baffling, because these things just keep falling into their lap, where they don't need to put in the effort to make a new star, it's just like, well, here's a new star. Here you go. And they're like, nah, don't want that. Let's, let's have them be tag champs with The Miz. Let's have The Miz win the WWE Championship again instead of someone like John Morrison. Just imagine if John Morrison had beaten Otis for the Money in the Bank briefcase. I understand that The Miz's WWE title run was like eight days or whatever, but still, there's so much potential that you could have had with a guy like John Morrison. And I understand that he's older than, I guess, WWE wants out of their main event stars right now, but I don't really care about their criteria anymore because it doesn't matter whether you're old, young, green, or a veteran or whatever. It doesn't matter how talented you are. They don't really care. And John Morrison someone that I've been a fan of since I was a kid and seeing Seeing this happen again, released again almost 10 years to the day after the last time, it never stops being infuriating. Because again, here you go, here's another top guy, and they don't want it. I am um, I will disagree with you slightly because I don't think they ever
0: would have seen him as a main event guy because he was a mid-card of the last time he was there. And like that, so that's it, really. Like he's been yeah. painted with he's been painted with that brush, and there's no way to get that off. Drew only like got away from that brush because they never saw him as a mid-card the first time around he was supposed to be main event talent the first time around before he got released so when he came back they were like oh brilliant up to the main event you go because that's what they had we had planned for you originally i think morrison was doomed from the second he went back there to be just where he was 15 years ago 10 years ago um pete uh what about you where do you think you might go next
5: that's a very good question. Um, you know, as, as someone who, you know, he he does parkour. I used to do parkour. I feel like I've got a bit of affinity with him, you know. <laughs> um no, I, I I have no idea. Uh he could totally go back to impact, because you know, he's a name there already. He's definitely got something going on. Especially if we see potentially Ty of Valkyrie heading back that way. That's also a possibility to see them, you know, be a power couple once more kind of thing. That would be kind of cool. Um honestly, like i he he's not you know i'm not gonna get a hyperbolic and claim he's the best wrestler in the world or anything like that but he's a very exciting upper mid card guy he's a guy that can float around kind of your mid card titles and occasionally get pushed up into that main event scene be challenging for the top titles maybe even have a short run as holding one of your top titles and no one will bat an eyelid he's that kind of guy that can help elevate your mega superstars as a really important role for a company to have especially now that he's a bit older and he's a veteran he can help put over younger talent on the way out as well like he's really good john morrison's really good and when he got the chance there was a couple of matches i remember in the performance center era of i think it was against i think it was against riddle and he just had a match where it might have been against aj styles i forget it was someone and they just or had this blow could have been they just had this blowout match from out of absolutely nowhere they just went go have an amazing match and they had an absolute bomb and everyone's like John Morrison is really good like he came out with all this new innovative offense that people hadn't seen in WWE in forever and he came out and absolutely blew everybody away and everyone went oh he's really good maybe they should like push him or something and then of course they didn't because he needs to be Johnny Drip Drip and all of that stuff which wasn't as good um and but even then a lot of people still really liked that gimmick like he still made it work he really committed wholeheartedly to that thing that they gave him and he started to even get over a little bit with that I I don't know where he's gonna go next I hope it's I hope he does well and I'm sure he will he's gonna be a good name for someone to bring in regardless of where he goes but I th- I think he can he can do well for himself out after this
0: um just a a point of call uh for the for the chat. do be respectful of each other's opinions and thoughts um seeing uh, getting a little bit heated in there our moderators are you know a wonderful group of people so don't give them any crap don't give each other any crap don't be a dick this is horrible news we're all wrestling fans at the end of the day so let's all be supportive of each other and supportive of each other's opinions uh also i i've seen a lot of people i saw this a lot on the fightful chat as well um speculating that wwe have got this idea about signing people to new contracts so they can give them 90 day non-competes rather than the nxt 30s um i think the argument against that fan theory and that sort of fan speculation is that they can just do 90 day non-competes in nxt you can just alter the contracts there and get them to sign a new deal with a 90 day thing you don't have to bring them up to the main roster like it's not like nxt you have to have 30 days and you can't have anything other than 30 days so i don't think we should be peddling that fan theory either um before we move away from, from Morrison, uh, Abby, is there any way you'd like to see him go next?
3: I think the next logical move would be back to impact. He, he's he been there before. He knows the ground. He can thrive at what he is good at. Um, what, the thing is, I'd like to see everybody in AEW, but, <laughs> you know, we can't have that. But I think it could possibly also depend on where Tyre goes next. Whether they are happy to let each other do their thing or now they've been back in the same company, whether they want to move in the same circles, whether they'll let them come as a package deal. I feel like AEW's women's division could do with somebody like Tyre in it. So whether they come to some agreement that Morrison goes as well, who knows?
0: Yeah, we've uh, we've heard the report that AAA are apparently interested in Tyre Valkyrie because they also know that 38 isn't old. So, um, they're, they're quite happy to have her on the books, and apparently, they're also interested in Scar, uh, Cross and Scarlet as well, like bringing them in as an act. So, you've got to think as well, like you're bringing in Mundo to be a Witty of Valkyries almost mixed tags ready there for you. Uh, Matt Cardona and Chelsea Green were also like challenging them to mixed
2: tags and things like that. So, there's plenty of opportunities out there for them. Uh, Tempest, what say you? I reckon. If I had to to guess and put money on it, I would probably assume that he would go back to Impact, but at the same time, I think that he could be another one of those really solid veteran mid carters in AEW if that's something that he wanted to do, where he would be kind of along the same lines as maybe someone like a Matt Hardy or a Matt Sydal where they don't necessarily need to win and I don't think a lot of people would expect him to break through into that main event world title scene but they can still be involved in storylines and they can still be involved in helping get younger talent over. And that's still a very important and good role for someone who is his age and his talent level. And I don't think that anyone would really be disappointed if he were to do something like that. Of course, if of Valkyrie goes with them wherever they go, whether they want to be a package deal, like Abby said, I think there's even more possibilities for something that they could do there where there's a lot of couples in in aew and other promotions where all of a sudden there's a whole bunch more matches if you ever wanted to do an inter intergender tag i know they've kind of been against that but there are more programs that unlock right there that if you want to do them um nixon
0: Newell, the, the tegan Knox is uh is a name that really bums me out because she had a poisoned wwe run plagued with injury like she was at one point Slated to win the May Young Classic. Like that was the plan. She was going to win the May Young Classic, and then she got injured. Came back from that. She got assigned and got injured again. And like then she was brought up to the main roster, and it was a baffling main roster run of being thrown into a makeshift team with the Shotzi Blackheart, beat the champions multiple times. I think it was three times, never got anything out of it, split in the draft, moved to Raw, didn't get featured on Raw, then got released sucks so bad for for tegan for nixon newell i think she is someone though like she, she's already changed her name on the old twitter machine she's already challenging people to matches there is going to be like opportunities out the wazoo for tegan Knox. not just in in of like all elite wrestling or impact wrestling and here back in the uk she can come back in she will have a plethora of opportunities waiting for her uh pete you uh you reviewed basically all her entire main roster run um (laughs) uh, thoughts on tegan knox i think she's absolutely wonderful i love tegan knox
5: i think she's great i mentioned this on my my twitter earlier but i've got a special soft spot for nixon newell because she was kind of my first exposure to women's wrestling outside of wwe and i was like oh women's wrestling is actually really good and it's not you know they're not just divas and they're not just eye candy Oh my God, this is actually really cool. It was Nixon Neal versus B. Priestley at WCPW. It was really good. Um, so I've got a special soft spot for Nixon Newell. I think she's absolutely fantastic. And she would be incredible wherever she wants to go next. I think she's wonderful. She got absolutely shafted in this one. Really unfortunate injuries. And like even like the, the debuting Raquel Gonzalez in the takeover match between Tegan and Dakota Kai... I always found that a little bit weird. I was like, that's cool for Raquel to come in and stuff like that. But Tegan still re- didn't really get her moment, you know, to to get back at Kai. It always felt like she was kind of the the, the li- less important member of Team Kick, which is still not a good name. But, oh, you know, come on, we'll, hey, we'll work Kick. on that. We'll work
0: on it. Team better than Jack- it's better than jacket time.
5: Oh, it's better than jacket time because <laughs> jacket time is terrible.
2: But, uh, come on, Tempest. Come on, mate. Team kick is really bad. It's not good. <laughs> Team kick is real bad. You
0: Cuss your dirty mouths. Wash them both out with soap. <laughs> Team punch. Team punch. Oh, well, that makes you sound not... silly, Pete. Yeah.
5: Yeah. Um. But regardless i think tegan is absolutely fantastic and yeah her injuries are really unfortunate but people organically really got behind her you saw like her heartbreak and all her uh, emotions that she was going through and working her way back and getting back in and people were really behind her to do well and it's just she has such a naturally um what's the word i'm looking for uh enticing personality people are naturally drawn to her and want to cheer her she's such a natural baby face just through her normal persona So I think she's, again, a huge asset to wherever she wants to go. Any women's division would be lucky
0: to have her. Uh, Abby, I I feel like a lot of these names, particularly someone like Tegan Knox, and actually going back to Scotts and Top Dollar and, you know, some of these other names that were released, they all felt like Triple H names. I like particularly, particularly Tegan Knox, like he clearly saw something special in her, which is why he was like constantly going after to get her signed to the company. So, like, I, what do you make of, of her, her WWE run and her release?
3: I, I don't think I can say much more than like just echoing what Pete's already said. It's been such bad luck for her that she hasn't been to showcase. Necessarily what she's truly capable of. She she was out for what 10 10 odd Ten months, months injured. Yeah. And it's just so unfortunate that it didn't happen just once, but twice with the knees. And it's heartbreaking to see her to then be released without give given like a full chance. Like you say, she got she got put up with Shotzi, they faced Natty and Tamina didn't get anything out of it and then just like gets forgotten about and dumped. But I don't, I feel like people should just scratch this WWE run from what they know about Tegan Knox, and just, just don't worry about that wherever she goes next. I'd love to see Tegan Knox versus Britt Baker, but wherever she goes next, she will flourish because she's got that, underdog potential that that people just just love and want to see her succeed regardless of the injury and wanting her to come back after that people just people just want to see her do well um and i think for any company to capitalize on that would be a very smart move
0: tempest
2: yeah i said last night and i will repeat the point because i think it's it's solid that WWE's women's division struggles a lot of the time because it very often feels like the Four Horsewomen and Bianca Belair, and that's it. That's your that's your top women's division, and every once in a while, you might get an Asuka or a Rhea Ripley or maybe someone like a Nikki Cross, Nikki A.S.H., break through into that tier, but they're eventually just going to end up being beaten by someone like Becky Lynch or Charlotte Flair or or whoever. You need to have new stars. And for so long, we've been, we've been criticizing WWE for not building new stars in the main event scene. And that's very often considered to be like the, the men's main event scene. But the same thing goes for the women's scene too. Because we've had the same main event scene in the women's division for like five years. And Bianca Belair is the only new name that we've really had come through. Tegan Knox is someone that you could have had breakthrough into that tier. And now she wasn't even given the chance to do that. She had a few thrown together tag matches with Shotzi and then she was forgotten about. And it's so frustrating because how often do we say that we want to see new faces on these shows? And she's a perfect new face to have been featured. Why couldn't she be in this Survivor Series women's match? You know? What a perfect chance to go out and and showcase how talented she is, but nope, they don't want to do that. And like Abby said, she is absolutely going to flourish wherever she goes, and whichever women's division signs her is going to be that much better with her in it. Just to back up uh, Tempest's point as well, because someone just mentioned in the comments here. Well, like you
0: know, Nikki Ash was world champion. Like, but where is she now? Back to the bottom of the tier with you. You got thrown to a makeshift tag team and we've sort of already gotten over the, the gimmick and stuff. We'll, we'll talk about the last three names that we've got here, which were Shane Thorne, Drake Maverick, and Jackson Riker. Um, Jake Maverick Jake had Mag- already had a video kind of prepared for this. You know, this is the second time within a year, like within two years that he's been released. Um, and John Cena was very praising of that, saying, you know, this is worth a watch, very well done, very powerful message by a gifted performer. Uh, Meltzer wrote in The Observer that um, Drake's departure was not a surprise since he was considered to be cut just a few weeks ago, but survived that round. So I think that he had probably caught wind. I don't think I'm long for this place. I'm going to get this prepared now because I'm probably going to be a release like early next year. And I've just got this saved to my, you know, and you just put out already. Shane Thorne um, was very funny. He was like posting up a lot of things on Twitter, like who gave uh, them my number Um, And he added, all jokes aside, I've got nothing to be mad about. I had a financially great run, met some cool people, traveled and had plenty of laughs. I have some great stories to tell in the future, but for now, let's go 90 days. Um, And of course, there is also Jackson Riker in this. I think um, a lot of us do not agree with him politically. I think all of us don't agree with him uh, politically on many things. With that said, it's never nice to see anyone lose their jobs. And I think that uh, Jackson Ryker is a great example of a guy who was given the three-week push. He, they split him from the team with Elias, and they were like, cool, we're going to push you as the singles guy now. They literally put him in red and yellow. They were like, cool, let's give you like the Hulk Hogan-style push and stuff and the colors and everything. Put him out there on three, three weeks TV, didn't get over, and then that was it. Same thing happened with Keith Lee. Put him out there for three weeks, didn't get over, that's it. Karen Cross, put him out there for three weeks, didn't get over, that's it. Hit Rope, put him out there for three weeks, didn't get over, that's it. Like, this is just another example of the dreaded three week push. Don't sue do anything in you, off your pop. Um, but, Pete, I'm going to we'll go around the uh, go around individually. But of the three names, was there anyone that you like to highlight or mention anything? Um, poor old Slapjack, hey, you and I had a, a whale of a time when he like debuted that new name. I know. Oh, my God. Slapjack.
5: Uh, I, I I feel many a way about these three names. I'm really... Shane Thorne, I think, is someone who's just going to be better off elsewhere. I'm hoping this is a blessing in disguise for him because uh, he was never going to get anything done in WWE. By being Shane Thorne on NXT, he was overlooked. By being Slapjack in Retribution, he was overlooked. And then as Shane Thorne again... He was overlooked once more. He was never going to get anything done in WWE. So I'm hoping this is just a good thing for him. Now that, it, like you said, he ha- he's been financially successful while he was there. Now he can hopefully take that and just wrestle more elsewhere. Um, Drake Maverick. I find it horrific that he had a video ready for his firing. That's n- that's never okay. It. Yeah, it's that's
0: bad, that's it. you, okay. You know as bad as. It's never okay. No, backwards ass company. Job.
4: Yeah. yeah.
5: I ju- uh, by the way, great video. I watched it earlier. Mm. Genuinely, so much fun. It's awesome. Really, really cool. Um, go watch it. It's really good. Uh, yeah, just the fact that he had that video ready, I was like, "That's terrible." No one should ever be put in that position to think. Well, just in case I get fired soon, you know. Just in case, just on the off chance that it might happen. Crazy. Um, and yeah, like you mentioned, you mentioned about Riker. I don't agree with him on a lot of things, probably. Um, but yeah, it's unfortunate for him. So.
0: I mean, in all fairness to to Riker, he's never gotten over anywhere. Like he's always yeah. been, he's always been pretty terrible. Like he didn't get over an impact, and yet people still like companies still try to push him. And it's like, man, never gets over anywhere. Lots of people have tried, and it's never worked. Um, Abby, uh, those three names.
3: Drake Maverick, the poor guy. Right. Like I, I seeing all these releases and the response to it. It's like you say, having that video ready, it's very sad that he had this ready. And it's you wonder not only for the release talent, but the talent that is still there, what they are thinking at this like precise moment in time, and building that toxic work environment that you think I could be let go at any minute. Um, Jackson Riker can can go wherever people will allow him to go and do what he wants to do.
0: You may be appointed Chalice at this point.
3: That's my, is he going to go some, is there a promotion out there with somebody that's in it that's got controversial opinions that might be like, oh, I'll give you a chance and perhaps they have same views that they can allow him to do what he wants to do. Um, Shane Thorne is a, is a difficult one. You could you could essentially send him anywhere, really. But if you reunite TM Sixty One, you he's he's at that point where WWE he's like not a massive guy, but he's also not a small guy, and then he falls in that category of like forgettable people, which is a shame. But I. F- it's one of those I don't necessarily know too much about all of these people compared to the other ones that were released. so I don't necessarily have the best idea on where they could go next, but that's that's just my my initial thoughts on the situation.
0: I I was thinking about this this morning, Tempest. like if I'm Shane Thorne, I'm booking myself on shows as Slapjack. <laughs> and just do it as like a real like ironic run. Like you know like if you get if you can get over enough with a bad gimmick, you're almost set for life on the independent circuit.
2: Yeah, you know, it's not the worst idea that I've heard. And thank you. Again, yeah. Again, I I said last night that this is honestly where these kind of releases and everything really start to bother me because it's not the people like John Morrison and Hit Row and Shane Strickland in particular and Tegan Knox because while it is incredibly stupid that you couldn't see enough in them to push them and make them a star in your company, I don't see any trouble for them going and getting signed anywhere else because they're super top name talent they're excellent they're going to find work wherever but there's such a massive bubble in the independent scene right now with the 170 people or whatever the number was 162 people that wwe has released over the last two years that have gone out the independent scene and now with ring of honor having basically closed there's going to be that that the extra influx of talent that now the people like a Shane Thorne, I think probably won't get that contract in, in a place like MLW or, or impact that they might've gotten. If, if there were only 12 people released instead of 170 people, you know, so that that's where it kind of bothers me. And I do hope that all of these folk, most of these folk are able to to do well coming out of this for sure. We love ourselves some Drake Maverick. I'm sure he can find his way back to impact or, Or make the runs, make the rounds on the independent scene as he so chooses. If he wants to go back and be Rockstar Spud again, but I think I think Shane Thorne and and Rockstar Spud have a decent amount of of opportunity to to make money how they see fit, more or less. I don't know if you can reunite TM Sixty One possibly in New Japan. I don't really know what Mikey Nichols has been doing as of late, or what he'll be doing after the pandemic is uh, is truly over. But hopefully they can they can still make a good living in in pro wrestling. and with the Indies now being big enough, hopefully that's possible. Jackson Riker, i he is what he is, you know, And a lot of people aren't going to be sad to see him go. And that's just kind of something that he's brought upon himself, really. And if that impacts his career, it, it impacts his career and you can't really say much more about it. You know, I don't think there's going to be as many companies lining up to sign a guy like that as there would be everyone else on this list, but what can you do?
0: So the last question I'm going to ask you all before we get into everyone's old chats, because we've got a bunch of people who wanted to get their thoughts in on this, which is wonderful. Thank you all so much. Uh, support dot uh, talk.com forward slash support. If you want to get in, involved in the conversation is there's a lot of talent out there now. And there is also a ring of honor that is potentially, you know, looking for a new buyer, a new owner. I've seen a lot of people make the suggestions like, you know, Triple H just sold all of his stocks, and you know, and before people say like he's a he's married to the married to the family, Shane left, and Shane literally is the family. Like, it, you know, it's, it's not out of the realms of possibility. But if you're a billionaire. And you're looking at like the success that Tony Khan has had in such a short period of time where Tony Khan like expected all elite wrestling to cost him money for the next five years. And then it would start turning a profit. And in actuality turned a profit within year one. You're a billionaire and you're looking at this, all this talent that's out there and TV networks see that wrestling is drawing figures that are higher than some other shows do you think that there is someone out there that can be like, do you know what? Maybe I could start something. I've got the money to do this. And there's enough people out there that I can make a whole promotion out of just the names that were released in the last tw- tw- 12 months. Uh, Pete, so there's an independent scene. We've got Impact, we've got MLW, we've got NWA, whatever NWA is. We've got whatever Ring of Honor is going to become. All Elite Wrestling. Do you think there is room for another billionaire to come in and be like, "It's time to sh- it's time to shake things up again." I mean, maybe, but I feel like what they'd be doing
5: is it would be the same thing that DC did when they saw the success of the MCU, going like they did the thing that was successful. We should also oh, I mean, do that point. Yeah, without yeah. any of the actual ingredients that made the MCU great. It would be someone coming in without the actual fandom that Tony Khan has, without the creative vision that Tony Khan has. It would be someone with money going like. Do the thing that AEW doing. They're doing it well. Look at all that. We've got names. We've got people. Bring them in and then, you know, profit, right? And that's missing the point of why AEW's actually been successful. Because, yes, they have name value. Yes, they have financial backing. And they have the people that are passionate enough to make it work and have the creative vision to follow it through, especially someone like Tony Khan, who's taken over more of the creative side of things as time has gone on, reportedly. Um, so someone coming in just being a billionaire, is not enough to make a promotion work. You need to have the creative process behind it and the passion to make it work. Maybe there's another billionaire out there that has that passion to make it work. Maybe. I didn't know Tony Khan existed until, you know, AEW came along and there was talks of him taking it over. He was always out there, but I didn't know. I'm not familiar with all the billionaires in the world. So maybe there is one. But I think they'd have to be careful with what they're doing because they'd be going exactly down the DC route.
0: Don't don't be like DC. Abby what, do you, anyway. <laughs> abby what do you reckon
3: i would love nothing more than to see triple h flip the bird to vince and go you know what i because what's what's triple h i can't imagine he's back full time and is he no, not
0: there's no getting, way he's back getting
3: all his guys and gals shafted out of the company and going hang on a minute are you only doing this because i'm not here to fight their cause um To just turn around and be like, yeah, I'm I'm off, guys. I've had enough. I've had enough of this. We're gonna go and do things, do NXT the way I wanna do NXT, but elsewhere with all the people you didn't see the potential in. Is that a pipe dream? Quite possibly. But like Pete said, we don't know all the billionaires in the world. There might be another, another super fan like Tony Khan out there that's got billions of dollars to spend on. On a on a new promotion, maybe we should start a promotion. We'll take down NXT UK. Yeah, I
0: think if we pull, if we if we start, like, you know, pull all of our funds together, I think be mm-hmm. could, you know, WCPW Mark II. I think it'd be a success. <laughs> um, just going to highlight this quote from here from Austin uh, Ace, who just said, "Luke holding back his DC fandom." No, not exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't like their movies, uh, Tempest. I mean, hey, not it may not be a Triple H. There's always a Dixie Carter out there. There's always oh, a yeah. the, but there's always a Jeff Jarrett out there. There's always someone out there.
2: If ever there was a time to actually start Global Force Wrestling, <laughs> now would be the time. <laughs> you know? <laughs> and, <laughs> yes. Uh Dan beat me to it in the comments. We gotta we gotta start WTPW. <laughs> WTPW. Um yeah, perfect. Yes. I I think you hit the nail right on the head there. I think if you just uh, a combination of your point and Pete's where if you don't have someone like Tony Khan, because Tony Khan is what makes AEW work, you know, for real. Cause otherwise you get impact under Dixie Carter, which was terrible. So let's not just have a millionaire or a billionaire decide, Oh, I want to run a wrestling company and have no idea what they're doing with it. I don't think that that would be terribly helpful to, to anybody unless, you know, of course more, uh, more people are able to get jobs which is ultimately what i want to see out of pro wrestling but with the triple h thing i think it's it's worth noting that shane leaving the company he's still blood he's still vince's son and he can go to, to thanksgiving dinner or christmas dinner and not worry about it you know he cannot be part of wwe and still be part of the family Perhaps the most important life lesson of them all is happy wife, happy life. You know, if uh, if Triple H decides, you know what, I'm going to take down this company that my wife and her family run, that's probably not the best idea for his home life. And wrestling is, of course, very important to, to Triple H. And I think that's very clear. But he's also a family man with a a family and and a wife and and children. And I would not be surprised at all if that is his his number one priority. And you wouldn't necessarily want to ruin that for the sake of starting NX3. But (laughs) put that on a t-shirt. So I don't necessarily see any of that happening. And even still, it would be very difficult to go out and just get TV on a level that that aew has been able to get you know i don't think there's that many tv contracts being thrown around so i don't really see another big wrestling company starting up but hey if ring of honor actually wants to have a go at, at restarting itself next year there's a lot of talent to choose from um i want meatloaf is actually just quite rightly pointed out
0: we all know that Ollie's a billionaire, right? That's <laughs> not technically true. We found out via CelebsDating.com that his net worth is one hundred thousand to a million. So he's a he's a potential <laughs> millionaire. But there's quite a gulf between the one hundred thousand to a million. It's not not hundred centuries a million. All right, let's get into your ult chats and see what you've got to say about this because you've all got a bunch to say about this. But also head on over to beer52.com forward slash WrestleTalk. I've been a member of Beer52 for so long. I have got a bottle opener that they sent to me as like a celebratory gift because I'm cool. I was an early adopter. I liked it before. It was awesome. And uh, yeah, go get it. You get 10 free craft beers unless you've got to pay for that postage, that sweet, sweet postage. You get 10 sweet, sweet beers delivered right to your door. UK viewers only, we're better than you and we drink it. Um, okay, I'm going to read this one out first because this was highlighted as a review and decide. Charles Burr gave our first one here. Uh, i'm gonna i'm gonna edit this episode slightly charles i do apologize it sucks that wwe are releasing burying promising talents um but there was a guy that he was quite happy to see go
2: i bet you can guess which one
0: (laughs) david evans says uh hi guys I very much appreciate the chat, Charles. Uh, David Evans, hi, hi, gents. When Tegan debuted with Shotzi on SmackDown in July, I sent an ultra chance to Tempest and Pete saying, I hoped she would have a long, prosperous career in WWE, <laughs> without having been a favorite of mine for years after having watched her here in the UK. Then this morning, I wake up to this news, gutted for her, as I know WWE has been her dream. At the same time, though, I look forward to what the future might hold for her and hopefully going to see Nixon Newell realize her full potential elsewhere very much well said there david yeah uh, i d- just remembered that chat as soon as you mentioned i was like i do remember that <laughs> yeah uh aaron says just waiting for shane Thorne to join aew as the secret aussie jackson brother slap jackson uh, <laughs> o- <laughs> i did see someone in the chat say you can call him slap jacket time which made <laughs> These are um, all great suggestions <laughs> In all seriousness, this sucks Can't wait for my Aussie boys to be back together The mighty don't kneel Also, does anyone know what happened to William Regal? I guess like Io Shirai's Announcing war games
2: these days Yeah, um, uh, I I think I would rather See uh, see him show up somewhere As Slap Jack's Knight <laughs>
4: But Keeping the video in Tempest. Appreciate it.
2: Podcast listeners, there.
0: Tempest held up a Yu-Gi-Oh card. Yep. Yeah. 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 Yep. Yeah, <laughs> yep. Yeah. Just checking. um I want to is that one. The legit underboss. With the release of Shane Thorne, I'd love to see him and Mickey Nichols and Jonah reform the mighty Don't Kneel. Dark73. Heavy everyone. As upset as I am to see all the names get released, the name that hurts the most is Drake Maverick. That man has not only gone through the process before, but gave his everything in this run. Also, that video he posted on Twitter was amazing. Yeah, everyone should go and check out Drake's um, Twitter video. Maybe I'll get him rehired again. Um, the Guilty Hat said, maybe it's because I'm welsh but seeing tegan knock on this list hurts first time i saw her in WTPW, i knew she could be a big star she had a rough old time between the injuries and being pulled away from that story in nxt to be put on smackdown with zero plans and then let go i am i get so frustrated i remember a few years back now i was a huge mark for tyler breeze massive massive mark for tyler breeze in nxt Thought that he was the best to the point when I remember me and my buddy were at a house show in the UK and Tyler Breeze had just been called up so he was having his you know uh, required match with Dolph Ziggler uh, uh, on the show and me and my buddy were the only guys who clearly were watching NXT because we were trying to chant Breeze is gorgeous but like you know everyone else was just like he's the bad guy let's all boo him and then we were like no Breeze is gorgeous and I remember him coming up and. With zero direction from the get-go. And I just remember thinking to myself, like, I, I think it was Jim Ross said in an interview, we should only bring up people from NXT if we have a six-month plan for them. And that's such a smart way to look at it. Otherwise, why call them up? And that's since then, like every single call-up that's been there has just been like, yeah, we've brought them up. What are you doing with them? I don't know. We'll figure that out at some point. And that is so frustrating as a fan. It's incredibly frustrating to see.
5: It's so superficial because there's no substance to it. It's like, get excited. Look, new people. And everyone goes, all right. And then that's it. They've got no plans other than that. It's just like, well, it's just new, isn't it? It's new, it's exciting. But it's not it's- true, because you need to actually follow that up with substance and then doing things to make it exciting.
3: Especially the ones that do watch NXT as well. Like You might see new people on the main roster and go, oh, I've never heard of these before. Let's see what they do. But if... It's like when they stripped, like, the entire women's division, brought everybody up in that weird women's evolution, whatever, rubbish. Stephanie
0: McMahon created wrestling.
3: Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well done, Steph. Well (laughs) done, babes. But then we go, oh, shoot, there's basically no top stars in the women's division. And then you get invested in more people in nxt and go oh actually we're gonna be all right down in nxt because there is more talent here or they'll sign somebody new and go oh these are brilliant and then they'll strip them and take them off and it's like this constant cycle of getting people invested to just let them down
4: yeah for
3: them to take with oh it it makes me sad because (laughs) only like the. There's very few that have gone up to the main roster from NXT that have actually like stuck around and done something decent, particularly in the women's division. And it's—I don't want to swear on this podcast because we're not allowed, are we?
0: You're not allowed to, Abby. This is your first I'm time here, mate. There's not, there's <laughs> I'm not nothing dropping them now. Tempest I gets away with it because he's part of the furniture. That's, um... that's
3: fine. I won't. I won't do that. But it's—it's it's very rubbish.
0: Although, guilty cat says. Well done, babes. Abby fantastic. <laughs> well done, babe. I'm going to tweet your, that save, to Steph.
5: Save your swearing for uh, After Dark next week, Abby. <laughs>
4: Sounds
0: good. She gets her cocktail in a can. Can't stop her. Uh, <laughs> Aaron, don't her too just don't get her talking about peas. Aaron or Eurovision. <laughs> <laughs> I'm absolutely heartbroken over Tegan Knox. wwe let an absolute diamond slip through their fingers. Maybe Knox for Champ, Negan All Belt, isn't destined to happen, but I know the girl with the shiniest wizard will shine wherever she goes. Nixon never dies. Charles Berg, by the way, Charles Berg's been a Member for seven months in a row. Uh, if you look at uh, Scott and you don't see a star, the problem isn't him, it's your eyes sumo pocket said i would like to see hit row and mlw they're short on stables with contra injustice and team filthy gone swerve is a former champion there it seems like a perfect fit not a bad shot actually and i you know on that note we you know talked about this a bit earlier i actually genuinely would not mind seeing them to come together as a faction as much as i want swerve to the i want to give him the world i just think there's such a good group together that i would love to see them make money as a foursome uh Ket said when I saw the news I wasn't even shocked the whole budget thing excuse is some... excuse me I've had beers now uh, the whole budget excuse is something this company loves to use as a crutch alongside card subject to change Uh Eternal Blue said the business of wrestling has been a moral grey area since the carnival days the WWE pretends that they're above that but they're above wrestling they're sports entertainment now when in fact they are the most carny promotion of all time scum I don't know there was those t- days of TNA that were very carny. Uh, Tim said, this is Nick Khan. He has the green light to release anyone because they think any- everyone is expendable, but they aren't. This isn't entertainment, it's wrestling. Fans invest in the real people who play the characters, not the other way around. This sucks. Some stupid punks got a very good point here. Hunter could leave, stroll into any investors meeting and come out with money like he needs it and a small broadcast deal. He has an indie scene full of people that like to work with him. New Japan, AEW and Impact that would all want to work with him as well. He could do it. Again, think of the family.
5: Mm -hmm. (laughs) The the only way he could do it is if Steph went with him. That would be the only way. If both of them left.
0: But she's like the most important businesswoman in all of entertainment or something. Oh, I know.
5: Yeah, Think of the the negotiations she could do.
0: That's highlighted to me on the on the Raw's podcast as well. It's an award by a company that WWE own.
2: Yeah, checks out. Christ,
0: <laughs> Choso, so stupid. Jose, fifty five. We like say like as Wrestler being like Luke's employee of the month. It's,
5: it's like it's <laughs> like having it's like having. Some sort of champion of your own company. I know, Isn't it right? weird? What a weird.
0: Chozo fifty five said, "I feel uh, bad thinking of this, but overall, uh, this won't change fan perception. People will still go to the live events. They'll still buy the merchandise. Viewership won't drop as large as many people will think. I mean, that is true. This whole uh, tempest. I know. <laughs> I know people will have their boycott thing. We've seen network numbers drop. We have seen re- viewing figures, ratings drop. But I think we are the bubble." And this is something that affects us. This affects the bubble. It does not affect the outer world that WWE like appeals to, which is probably 90% of the audience that they have.
2: Sorry, Tempest. I agree. I definitely agree. But they're still chipping away at their own fan base. Slowly but surely. I don't think that things like this are going to be the, the huge, the huge, massive drop. Like, they're not going to go down to a million viewers on Raw next week because of this, by any means. But if there's like 100,000 or 50,000 Isaiah Swerve Scott fans that are really bothered by this, and they decide, you know what, I'm not going to watch next week, All of a sudden, you look back at the numbers from like 2014 when they were at 4 million viewers on Raw, and they just keep pissing off their fan base one after another after another. And eventually, they don't go to the live events anymore. They stopped doing live events before the pandemic because they weren't viable anymore because people weren't going. And all of a sudden, the metrics that you used to define WWE success by, they don't talk about anymore because they're no longer successful. And I don't think this is going to be the big thing, but it's the little things. It's all the minus ones that Pete and I talk about that eventually will run off your fan base. I think we can still go lower from here. Well, let's see, because, you know, we've
0: got the the WrestleMania tickets on sale. Let's see if they can sell it out. Because that'd be, that's the big tell, right?
5: According to um, Mr. Mr. Meltzer, uh, lower than expected. So far, the ticket sales for WrestleMania 38, and far, far, hold on, it was five far, so far, 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 far away from selling out.
0: That's a big building, uh, DJ. <laughs> Chili Bill said, I mean, I'm also unsurprised. um mm. uh, Sorry, I'm just going to mute your mic just a second because we're getting slightly bit of feedback from you. So I'm just going to, if you do need to talk, you can unmute yourself. Don't you worry. Like. <laughs> um dj Chili phil that says absolutely gutted by this round of releases absolutely so soon after the previous round was considering maybe because perhaps cancelling my peacock premium subscription but after this i think i will just do that gem that gem liw for for life some super punk, honestly, I'm petty. But if I'm one of those tons whose contract expires soon, I'd let it run out and tell the old man that I hope my leaving helps him with his budget. Can't wait for more old burg level multi million contracts for two matches. Right. Let's quickly discuss this because I had this with Denise and Alex a few weeks back when they had this random releases. Right. If you're a Johnny Gargano, if you're a Kyle O'Reilly, if you're a Kevin Owens and you're looking at this situation, what incentive is there for you to resign what could what possibly could there be what offer could be put down on the table that would make you go okay yeah i'll sign i'll resign here because there's zero security
2: behind that that's the thing too because i've always looked at it as like this is a business for sure and if You are someone who doesn't necessarily care about being like a top guy or get pushed and have that. If that's not your incentive, if your incentive is just, I'm going to make as much money so I can provide for my family, more power to you. If you sign a half million dollar a year contract, I do not blame you whatsoever. But at this point, what good is that? If you could lose that contract in in a second, you'd always be sitting there anxious as hell. With your phone right next to you, is today the day that it's going to ring. And I would prefer the peace of mind than sitting by that phone every day. I'm just going to highlight Richard said, Muting Abby? What is this? Fightful?
0: <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, Abby.
3: That's all right. I don't, I don't <laughs> want the audio to be dreadful if everyone's getting feedback on it
0: bad enough in the studio you seem to be okay now so i'm going to take you off mute uh james I, i was afraid you were going to swear james hanley says wwe want to be the next marvel but they think that the mcu is just someone slamming action figures together without any context needed they look at someone determine their place on the card and cast them in that role you shut up and like it or bye uh, vandalia in 1998 besides having no plans for nxt call-ups just how many times have they actually used the gimmick that got them over an nxt or just repackaged them as something as something new that's also a huge problem with the with the whole nxt call-up situation um P, have you got the ultra Track document open i can that's i do great. Yeah, oh tempest can i can i hot tag across to you
2: Sure. Uh, the H train 24 says someone on Twitter asked what's one nice thing you can say about Cody. And I replay, I replied that him betting on himself and asking for his release led to the creation of AEW. Now I can watch and not feel dirty about where my money is going I'm mad Vince ever got my money. Very well said, honestly. Um, mayor of Painesville, Dan, hello, Dan says, here is a positive lift list for you. Progress rev pro ICW WXW had to get that in, didn't you? GWF, MLW, NWA—that's a lot of promotions to support, and where a lot of these people will probably appear in, and all of them have streamable content on Fight or via their own websites. Let's go support wrestling! Absolutely, I mean, support yeah. wrestling.
0: One hundred percent. Also, Peacock is coming to the UK very soon, and I fear, that the, and I fear that the network is going to suck because of that. That's a real shame because the network's dead good. It's real good,
2: guys. Like it's like the search functionality is fantastic. but I'm here. Peacock sucks. sure Uh, Pavel Rossi says if I counted correctly AEW now has 96 male wrestlers on their roster Raw and Smackdown have 59 dudes in total this seems pretty crazy to me as Raw and Smackdown also of course have more TV time than Dynamite and Rampage also true that's why you see the same matches every week Yep, absolutely Uh, Kamal says calling it now Slapjack is the new leader of the Dark Order Makes sense. He's got a spooky mask. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, anonymous. Says, I know it's not the right time to talk about this, but isn't it weird how AEW, the God loving wrestler Miro is a heel while the satanic guy Malachi is a babyface? Is it just me? I don't think Malachi is a baby face. That's what I was about to say. Malachi is not the babyface.
0: He's feuding with Cody. Of course, he's a heel. Cody's the babyface. He's always the the babyface. He's the good guy in this storyline. You're just not playing along. That's your problem.
2: Yeah. So some stupid punks. So I guess I'm paying $5 to remind everyone that Tony Khan himself said there's enough room in the market to have a third company, the size of AEW or impact. And that was before ring of honor went down. SRS says that he thinks if trips is going to go, it will be soon now. Hashtag LIW. Hey man, crazier things have happened, I guess we'll, we'll, we'll see. Uh, Lashmi Narasim WCW. That was crazy. <laughs> <laughs> excellent point
3: <laughs> there's definitely there's definitely room no one's disputing that there's room for it it's whether you mm. have the right person in charge of it yeah that's in it for exactly. the right reason yeah, yeah. also we're uh,
0: pretty thin here in terms yeah. of brain content
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah it, to me it's all just about if you can get a tv deal if you can get a tv deal i think you can get another company in but that's a big if um Lakshmi Neera Simhan B says other th- uh sorry moving around here Uh, Other than saying it's sad, at this point I'm numb to this I will say a moment of silence for those who watch and review weekly TV So that we don't have to I don't know if I want to anymore Another moment for Pete who dedicated a hit row Or who predicted a hit row victory at Survivor Series Now on that note Mm. So, uh,
0: when it came to the prediction show yesterday There were six matches announced in the morning Which was, you know, the main six matches on the card, right? Those ones on WWE.com Uh, Just before the stream started, I loaded up Wikipedia and there was a seventh match that was added. That was that tag team battle royal. So I said, oh, cool. A new match has been announced. That'll be a perfect tiebreaker. And that now gives us an odd odd number for me and Pete to predict against each other. I don't think that match was ever real. I don't think that match was ever (laughs) officially. I think someone just put that on Wikipedia. And like the excellent journalist that we are. We just believed Wikipedia <laughs> reported it <laughs> as fact. So I literally, I, I went to update League today
5: and I was going to go do a Patreon post and be like, oh, a new match added. Go get your predictions in for the Tag Team Battle Royal. And then I went and looked. It wasn't on WW.com, was it, was on, it was on WWE's Twitter. I was like, <laughs> did the match get announced? But then they pulled it because they released Hit Row. So now it's still not there as if it's never been there. Or was it just never there? Yeah. I don't know.
0: I, can, I, was like, I was desperately going through like WrestleTalk.com, being like, surely there's a post about this somewhere, right? The, the match was announced now, <laughs> oh, no. We were fooled by the Wikipedia. Oh, no.
2: <laughs> oh, Lord. Uh, Chance25 says, Taya Valkyrie said it best. WWE ain't worth the time and its fans need to let it rot in the corner of the IWC. Its fans aren't going anywhere. They either don't care or have some weird loyalty to a corporation. Indeed. yeah don't really get that part of this i'll be honest uh john hewling says i recommend that everyone in wrestle talk and the SWAF nation pitch in and create our own promotion and call it the SWAT wrestling federation and sign the greatest wrestler in the world with all the released uh, wrestlers from ring of honor and wwe i'm sure we'll charge that to, to the company credit card and it'll be fine
0: I've, I've um, just had a kid. I, I'm, uh, my, my resources are stretched pretty thin, I'll be honest with you guys.
5: I, I feel like, though, if we're going to call it the SWAFT Wrestling Federation, that's already SW and F. We just need to fit in the A and the T, and we can just call oh, it SWAFT. Oh,
0: that's good, Pete. That's yeah. good. So, so uh, hang on. The SWAF, SWAF nation- Wrestling,
5: <laughs> where, so, right, SWAF Wrestling Association Federation Training. Trademark. <laughs> trademark. Trademark. Trademark.
2: <laughs> Vandalia says premiering in one year. WTW Wrestle Talk Wrestling. David Evans back okay. saying on a more lighthearted note. I need to ask Luke, what did you think of Alex and SB3's response to your Matt Chat question?
0: Ooh, I don't know if I actually heard it. Uh, I will go and check that out
2: though. Very good, because uh... I do love both of those people absolutely uh eric mesloff says shout out to pete and tempest for entertaining hashtag for champ and hashtag tegan all belts from the start of my ultra chats of course we love tegan uh keith below says lifelong wwe fan that slowed my watching after brace firing tried to give them one last chance with the draft and made it until they split up new day again Uh, that wasn't very long wwe will never be the same again unless vince sells the company this company And Mandy Savage has been a member for seven months in a row. Shout out to you, Mandy saying hashtag Russell talk, girl power. Let's see some love in the chat from mod mother and Abby's awesome work on screen. Cheers to both of you ladies. Thanks very much. Yeah. Cheers. Cheers to to Abby and Jenna. Thank you. Thank you so much to the mod mother for, for being there alongside me last night. I'll give a big shout out to, to you once again, mod mother. You were a wonderful co host, and you made it so I didn't have to do that show solo. <laughs> and that's much appreciated. And yeah, it
0: happened at something like 3 a.m. for
2: us. Yeah. yeah. It was, yeah. It was
0: like
4: 30,
2: yeah. 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 Bags sense. It was rough. It was rough. And Charlie Brooke Dennison says, Someone in the chat said, Abby, author of pain, and it caught me. Keep up the great work. Hashtag LIW for life. And that I'm pretty sure they they actually said F L I W, but that's not the I point. I don't care. I don't care.
0: I'm like, changing it. He misread yeah. that on purpose. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'd like right to put
3: out. That's my other half. <laughs>
0: yeah. really, ah, well. There you go. He's he's spending your money downstairs.
2: Yeah. yeah, yeah, just to tell us to to F ourselves. <laughs> How rude!
0: <laughs> he could have just DM'd you that. You can have just take yeah. that. To you. you can have read out on this. Like that's how it works, basically, around here. Um, oh no, like, I... we've got
3: got to do things the right way. You have got to pay the money if you want stuff read out. That's not no, how I'm we happy. do things.
0: Abby, have you not seen me when I'm trying to troll Pete and Tempest on the uh, the SmackDown yeah. and NXT reviews? I just go into the Ultra <laughs> Chat document and add things in.
4: Mm. <laughs> you do do that.
0: <laughs> it's good fun. Um, I'm very busy. So anyway, like just before we get out <laughs> of here, um, Pete, any, any final thoughts you have before uh, before we take this, on, take this home?
4: Mm,
5: not that I can say on this show um <laughs> no i'm 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 looking forward to where these releases go and seeing them flourish. That's what I'll say. Keep it positive,
0: Abby
3: very much the same. This is not the be all and end all for any of them, really. It's not like years ago where they had nowhere else to go. there's places to go and for them to be brilliant, so all is not lost.
0: And Tempo T wrestlo
2: I'll echo my point to, to close out last night's show. Wrestling is a wonderful business and there's a lot of really, really good places to to go and support and give your money to. It doesn't have to be this one. Go to your indie shows, go and watch Rev Pro if you're in the UK. Go and watch Warrior Wrestling and GCW Beyond Wrestling and Defy if you're in the United States. Go and give your money to people who deserve it. I'm not going to tell you not to not to give your money to wherever you want, but there are better places than this one. A lot of places here in the UK. Shout out to Eve as well as an
0: amazing place for professional wrestling and a great place that you can find yourself some wicked wrestling. Uh, very, very regularly as well. Like Shows are back on, they've got audiences there, and it's an awesome, awesome time. My final thought will actually be echoing what Pugzilla has to say, which is... Jeff Jarrett will save us. <laughs> it's time, everyone. It's going to happen again. He'll be the champion as well. So I,
4: know it's,
5: it's, it's, hold on, look, I know it's like. Hold on. I know it's like. An hour and twenty minutes after we just did the intro. So I got very mixed messages there of boiling the kettle, getting a bev and pouring wine. So many things there. What are we doing? Yeah, giving
0: you options. If you like, give, like know, if you could put the kettle on if you want a cup of tea. If you don't drink tea, then you can have a bev. If you don't like a bev, you can have a glass of wine. If you don't have a glass <laughs> of wine, then shut the f up. Like just, just... <laughs> You're welcome, Vinny. I was going to say, now that you're not editing the podcast,
5: you're just free-balling. You're just like, ah, left, right, and center with the swears.
0: It's Tempest's fault, really. You should have seen him on the NXT podcast. It was no, effing just... and jeffing all over the place.
2: <laughs> Letting them fly.
0: Oh, <laughs> Can stop I, I, the man. I, you know, I was going
5: to say, like, when, when you came to me in the podcast, to be like, what's your final thoughts about this? I was tempted to just be like, F this company. <laughs> <And just laughs> that. But I decided not to.
0: You're a better man than I. Um Abby, what are your plans for this weekend?
3: What are my plans for this weekend? Uh oh gosh. It's not a trick question. No, I <laughs> know. I've just got a terrible memory. Oh, it's it's the start of the, the festive season in my little little town that I live in. So we're gonna go pick G up from nursery, um, go to the Christmas market. They're gonna switch on the lights. Lovely <gasps> stuff. Is that tonight? it is tonight for us oh, yeah amazing the christmas then lights. next week there's another one in the big town that's not our town it's the like 20 town. minutes away yeah that's where they do late night shopping on a thursday yeah. <laughs> I've got to there. can't wait because now i've got a car i can do these things oh, I,
0: I mean i i absolutely adore your little country life that you have it's um, adorable it's adorable really because you were you were wowed by the big city of london when you were here a couple of weeks back
3: oh my god i i just kept making the same points over and over again like i i met pete and then i met luke and then i met ollie and they're like oh what do you think of london i'm like the buildings are too big and
0: (laughs)
4: the
3: planes the planes are too close like obviously (laughs) there's like what three airports in london
0: the like, planes are too close. Like,
3: Why are they so close? I've never seen a plane this close unless I've been on it. Um, I mean, but no, you would, you it would hate
5: where I live because it is literally me, the River Thames airport. Like yeah, it is you're... it is very close.
3: No, planes I had, I had a wonderful time. <laughs> yeah, it it was a lovely time and I'm I'd like to come again. I just I don't think going from quaint little country life I could move to the the big smoke as it were especially because the rent is far too high
4: very expensive. it's very expensive it's it's honestly honestly
3: how moved. Ridiculous. like you could get like two and a bit of my house for what andy gets for his flat and i'm like mm-hmm. no i can't afford this um mm. i think if it, it was just like me and charlie maybe we'd think about some city life but because we've got the boy it's nice to nice to be by the sea as well. I hope
0: you let the boy know this uh, in future lives. like we could have been
3: all for
0: him. we could have been big city people but yeah. you <laughs> you people you...
3: <laughs> <laughs> I'll save this and play it to him on his eighteenth birthday.
5: perfect,
0: Peter, they turned the lights on in your area,
5: uh, they did yesterday, um, but we didn't go, why. Because we uh, there's COVID symptoms in the the, uh, the household where I am currently with my lady partner, um, we think it's probably just a cold. But we're also being safe and getting tests and stuff. We are awaiting test results currently, um, which is why I was not medically cleared to appear on the uh, prediction stream yesterday. Yeah, uh, we're just waiting and and hoping it, it's unlikely to be COVID. But we're just being safe. So yeah, I mean way. we're we're, we're in
0: yeah, being very sensible. We're very hopeful that you'll be able to be there for the Survivor Series uh, live reactions because I do want you to yeah. be there in person when I beat you um, mm. and, and take the title from you.
5: I would be so mad if <laughs> I have done a whole process <laughs> to get this new title belt designed and gone back and forth and had calls and done all this stuff to get the title belt designed. It gets unveiled without me and then I lose. Can you imagine?
0: Yeah, and well you'll be mad. very upset. Um, <laughs> But aside from that, so are you just, you're both staying in tomorrow. What are you doing with your staying in plans? Working. Oh, of course, you work on a Saturday. I always I'm, forget I'm that you work tomorrow. Saturday.
5: Yeah, man. So I'm, I'm working tomorrow and then I'll be, you know, working Sunday, maybe, if I'm doing the live reactions. So there you go. That's my weekend plans. Like, to be fair, I did just get back from a few days away. So that was nice. Went to Suffolk. Very Ooh. remote, little little, like, it was an Airbnb, it was just like a little like barn conversion annex thing where you just turned up and then they had the key, and it was just our own little place for a few days. It's really nice.
4: I good
3: love a episode. barn conversion. Oh, it's so nice, mm-hmm. isn't
5: it? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It was lovely. It had underfloor heating. Oh, <gasps> oh, oh, it was good. Oh, oh, oh it was great. Oh, it oh, had oh, heated towel racks, mate. Oh, oh, <laughs> it was delightful. It was so oh, good. And I really also, want to
0: have underfloor heating.
5: Oh, it's so good. Because we we literally, we were just getting in and kind of feeling out the place. And we like stepped in, we're like, oh, that's a hot bit of floor. Must be like a pipe or something there. And we stepped in another bit, like, that's a hot bit of floor.
4: And I was like,
0: (laughs) I don't see any radiators around here. (gasps)
4: It's
5: (laughs) underfloor (laughs) heating.
4: So exciting.
0: My Um, parents in their old kitchen before they moved, had like they they redid their kitchen and they put underfloor heating into it. And my mum used to find like she had a really good corner of the kitchen that was a good place to like not heat but warm red wine because you want to like have that at like a really nice temperature to like get the best flavor out of it and things like that. And um, I remember being like in my old house in West London. and like, oh, well, I don't have underfloor heating here. But what I do have is an electric radiator. So and it was like an electric fireplace thing so I just sort of put it on the base because I was like, well, I'm not putting it on the actual heater bit I'm just putting it on the base I ended up cooking that wine <laughs> <laughs> I opened it and it fizzed and <laughs> I was like, mm, I don't think I should drink this anymore because I couldn't touch the bottle either, it was really hot and I was like, oh man, wreck wrecked the whole <laughs> bottle of wine I was really good I was drinking that Get uh, Tempest, what about you? What are you up to this weekend?
2: You'll like this, Pete Pokemon it's Pokemon weekend. <laughs> yeah, man,
0: new Pokemon games
2: out. Yeah, oh yeah, play to... To like a
0: tournament or something.
2: No, no, I'm not that big of a nerd. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna play the, <laughs> just gonna play the game. Game comes out today, and uh, I'm probably gonna go and pick up my copy uh, once I hop off of this. I have to do uh, wrestling daily later today. We'll get to talk about these releases for a third oh, time. No, oh, no, can't no, wait hey, for that, but as soon as i'm done with uh with the podcast tomorrow because i actually am quite ahead of my work this week i'm quite proud of myself in terms of uh, parts unknown content and whatnot mm-hmm. subscribe to parts fun Known if you haven't already y'all and uh yeah i'm gonna just uh, get together with a bunch of my friends because we're all gonna get the games today and and open them tomorrow and we're all gonna play a little, a little pokemon adventures together you like a bunch didn't... of adults Oh, you delightful little nerds. That is a wonderful <laughs>
3: adventure. Wholesome stuff. It is yeah. wholesome, isn't it? Love it. Yeah. I'm is, kind is, of mad because I might yeah.
5: have to wait until December to get the new Pokemon game. And I want, I want to play it now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't think I'll be able to.
0: <laughs> um, Tempus, is this why you didn't want to be on the show today? Oh, is it, first... is it, is it as in, like, because, A, you want to go buy your Pokemon game, but also, B, because you've already talked about these releases once and
2: now you've got to talk about them for a
0: second time in a couple
2: of hours. Oh, no. I I just figured. I, I woke up to the message of you asking, like, five people if they wanted to be on this show, and I wasn't tagged in them. I was like, am I still on this show? Let me just check and make sure. And if the answer was no, I was just going to go back to sleep. But <laughs> thankfully thankfully i I saw that message uh before before I did that
0: well, of course we you know as I said, we need a Canadian
2: perspective on this show, otherwise we, you uh, know, it's just the thing as, falls apart otherwise I should say the Canadian perspective <laughs> <laughs> we've got we've got Abby here for the women's perspective we need mm-hmm. the Canadian perspective of course. Me and P are just here to be background, basically.
0: Um, yeah, also, course. I wanted to highlight this uh, message we got uh, left on the NXT review that you and I did uh, from mm-hmm. Ivan that said Tempe should really look up modern day Yu Gi Oh! if he wants to play it again. Why don't you look up modern day Yu Gi
2: Oh!? because I don't understand it. <laughs> it doesn't make sense to me. I played um I, they released a, a Yu-Gi-Oh video game a few years ago and it was very much in line with like the kind of stuff that I like because you basically got to play through the anime and it was like really fun. You got to play the the duels that were in the actual show and I was like, "Ooh, that sounds fun." Cuz I never watched Yu-Gi-Oh past like the second show, like half of the second show. So anything after that's completely foreign to me. But there I wanted to like 100% the game and get all the trophies and everything. And a lot of the trophies are like complete a uh, a synchro summon and a pendulum summon and an XYZ summon. I was like, "I don't know what any of this means and it's just too complicated now i just want to go and pick up Yu-Gi-Oh cards for like 20 bucks every maybe once a year maybe every six months and just be like yeah i like me a, a dark magician look at that dark magician i remember that one and i'll look at it for five minutes and be like yeah that was some nice nostalgia right there and then i'll put it down <laughs> And and leave it for an NXT <laughs> podcast when I need something <laughs> to cheer me up. <laughs> uh, Abby,
0: you're a uh, a child. Did you get into Yu-Gi-Oh?
2: <laughs>
3: I've been I'm a child. You're in your twenties. You're younger than I am. <laughs> oh yeah, I suppose kids having kids these days. God, um, <laughs> was I into Yu-Gi-Oh? I I think I I played it once. And I just, I just don't get things like that. It's too much. It's too. It's like that game we were playing in drafts, where you had the the bathtub, and the and the hairbrush. It was. It's too much for my brain to process. <laughs>
2: mm-hmm. You didn't and I, lose. No, no, no Andy I, lost.
3: That's because Andy yeah. was there.
2: Yeah, yeah, I heard he was. He was cheating. He was, as well. was, yeah,
0: just really grabbing stuff, slow. yeah. Even after we said, "Don't just grab things," he still <laughs> and just he did it. He openly
3: admitted to it. It's yeah. like, at least lie. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah, Yu-Gi-Oh wasn't really my thing. Pokemon. Um, I, I, I watched Pokemon. I didn't necessarily play Pokemon, um, either in card or game form.
5: Well, you can um, start today. You can. <laughs> yeah, Brand new game out today, Abby.
3: I could, but I also need to buy the new expansion for Animal Crossing so I can mm. make nice houses for people. Because um, I restarted be like a, my island.
0: There appears to be like a really nice like wrestling community on Animal Crossing because I know like Kayle is massively into it and Alex is really mm. into it. And like I think they, they were like, oh, we should all just get together and like go to each other's houses and stuff.
2: I wish, I think everyone, everybody who has Animal Crossing in the wrestling community should just organize one big Twitch stream where all the, because at the start of the pandemic, when that game came out, me and a bunch of my friends, we would hop on like a Zoom call and we would all go to one island and play hide and seek in (laughs) Animal Crossing. And we should just like do that in, a, in a, big, a big wrestling game of hide and seek in animal crossing i think that'd be really Love cute that. um I, uh, Pete actually you'll be delighted to know this
0: um in the office now uh i've uh, i've logged into disney plus uh mm. on the the, the playstation office we were watching the simpsons yesterday on our lunch break oh
2: yeah very nice mate Wh- and which episode
0: uh we start from season three uh, mm, I was going to watch one. an episode of series two because Talking Simpsons are currently reviewing it at the moment. But Adam was like, "No, we're starting from season three. We're not doing this at all." So it's uh Camp Krusty. Ah, it's going. Don't
2: be the that's boy. Good. Don't Mr. be the boy.
4: <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm going to die, Bart.
2: I think I'm going to die, Bart. <laughs> we're all going to die, Lise. I meant soon. So did I. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Um, so we did that and then I started a brand new save file on Castlevania Symphony of the Night because I'm that cool because I literally had... you
5: just finish it
0: lit uh, the night before <laughs> So on uh, <laughs> on Wednesday night I finished playing it and so yeah Wednesday night I finished playing it after uh, my wife had taken the kid up to do a feed uh, night feed I stayed downstairs and I completed Castlevania Symphony of the Night I went to the office the next day and I started a brand new save file because I love that game it's dead good and I wanted to play it again. So that's what I'm doing. But I wanted to like find some uh, some more local, local multiplayer games for us to play in the office. Like We've got mm. Speedrunners, which is like... Ooh, that's mo- moi um, oh, that's good. Muy buen. That's great. But there'll be a period of time when we'll have 2K22. And like if it's good, I, I think we should be doing some stuff around that, surely? I feel like that's a big if. <laughs> 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 hey, you're right, I didn't yeah. didn't consider that Pete. You're right, <laughs> it is a big if. Because
5: dude, we planned a bunch of content for 2K20 and that
0: burned us so
5: hard. Yeah, we had bad, so right? many plans for 2K20 and man, no, that game was just awful. Is what it
0: was. We were at one point the biggest Twitch streamers of 2K20 because everyone else had given we up. We were. On <laughs> so
4: we're... That's
5: by default, we were,
2: yeah. By default, we were the best ones. We were pretty the two great. The words in the English language. Yeah, yeah default. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, Luke, the, the real answer to this question is something that you and I talked about on the NXT podcast. We just bring a GameCube in and we start playing Melee in the office. Can start playing
0: Smash Brothers Melee. That's a good idea. It's a yeah. really good idea. I told him I really shouldn't.
2: Still
5: feel I... like we should buy a Switch. We need to buy a Switch for this, for the office. I'm just saying.
0: Yeah, I mean, I've pitched it it to happen. Ollie. Ollie's Ollie's in a spending mood at the moment. You heard him. <gasps> still, he did. And he it, for a he raise. did. He did. Don't ask for a raise. He will not give you that. But he did say, <laughs> "If you need things for the office, then I will buy it." <gasps>
3: What what about my home office? <laughs> I mean, yeah, in, <laughs> generally
0: though, just like send him a message, so he will buy you stuff. Yeah, probably. If you don't ask, you mm. don't get. That's exactly mm. it. You don't ask, you don't get. And like, I, and I think the same applies to us getting a switch in the office. If we don't mm. ask, we're not going to get one. So, Pete. Yeah. Just, so yeah, we'll just what say you what? Okay, I mean, he doesn't listen to this. When we're in the office on Tuesday, and mm. we're sat in the chill out zone. I'm off on Tuesday. Oh, okay. Okay. When when are we? When are you in next in?
5: Wednesday. Well, Wednesday. Sunday, technically, for the live reactions.
0: Well, hopefully. we can't do it, no, cause we need to be sat in the we need to be sat in the chill-out zone for this to work. Oh, okay. So, so
5: Wednesday you're off, right?
0: I am. So Thursday? Thursday,
5: alright.
0: Okay, so on Thursday, when we're sat in the chill-out zone, and mm-hmm. we're watching an episode of The Simpsons, and we're having our mm. lunch together, yeah, we'll just casually drop it into conversation. Mm-hmm. God, wouldn't mm-hmm. it be great if we had a switch here?
5: Mm. It's not bad. Alternatively... Why don't I just say? Hey, Luke mentioned that we should probably get some more like multiplayer, uh, local oh, yeah, multiplayer so, games Luke going. Mentioned we should yeah. get a Switch. You <laughs> <thought we should laughs> no, yeah, Luke mentioned that we should probably get like some more local multiplayer games in the office, and you know the Switch is really good for that for local yeah, multiplayer. Yes. It's got loads of loads of local multiplayer games. That's kind of Nintendo's thing, you know. I feel like it would just be a really good team building team exercise. Bonding you know? team Mario bonding.
0: Party. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
4: Mm-hmm. Um, I'm nodding my see?
3: head as if I'm going to be flawless. there. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's flawless. You and me both happy. <laughs> you and both. One day, hey, man, when Tempest we get
5: onto top our top. lunch break, Tempest, you'll just be waking up, maybe. Yeah. So then we can play. Can play
0: online. It's not a bad yeah. idea, you know. I think this might hmm. work because he's yeah. quite. Sus- he's quite susceptible. Um, like he is. He's. Uh, I don't know if you were there the other day, but he was complaining to me that my my video games were too darn loud so he's now using his like he's got a spotify playlist that's basically just white noise so that <laughs> he can listen to that while reading his comic books so that mm. our, our silly video games don't distract him so if we can wow. find like that sweet spot if we can distract him with the simpsons mm-hmm. pull him away from his comic books for a second yeah Hmm. Mm. Mm. There's something that can be done here. There's something that can. I think this will work. This is a great idea, Pete. Because I I tell you, I don't think we're getting rid of the chill out zone now. I think the chill out zone is there to stay. Hell yes, it is. Yeah. God, it's delightful, guys. You should see it. It's four cinema chairs, and we've got a little TV set up, and there's a PlayStation. We've got an Xbox. I've got my original PlayStation there because I was playing through Resident Evil Two again, and with and Crash Bandicoot. So now we're now we're trying to make it like more of a communal thing. So we'll sit down, we have our lunch together and stuff, and play games
2: and whatnot love that time love that love this telling idea. lori recently i was telling lori that i went uh uh very recently to a, a used game store uh in the city and i managed to pick up an old copy of ssx tricky on the <laughs> oh my S2. god yes what wow. a and i oh, thank local. you all for 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 having such a reaction Because I'd been looking for that game for probably about, like, three years, and there's Mm. just no used game store in the city had it, and I found it, and just... Because everyone was keeping it, because it's so good. Yeah, it's the best (laughs) game! I love it (laughs) so much, and it tripped me out so much, because I'll be honest, I played this game when I was probably, like, six, you know, in, like, 2002 or something, and I never owned it, it was on my friend's PlayStation, and I went in, and... I I knew the vibe of the game, but it was like a dream, right? You don't really remember things. And I'm scrolling through all the characters and I'm going and I'm going and I'm going and and I stop and I froze. And I was like, that's the character I used to play.
3: Like as soon as I saw it,
2: I was like, that's him. That's Mac. He's sitting on the ground. And he's like, I'm too cool for school. You You pick him, he stands up and he's like, Whatever, and I was like, "That's him!" <laughs> <It's terrific. laughs> I got hit with this wave of nostalgia. So yes, old video games. Let's bring in a play a PlayStation Two and play SSX mm-hmm. Tricky for some multiplayer game. Let's do it.
0: Oh, yeah. this is going to be the greatest office in the history of mankind, Abby. <laughs> like, are you are, really? Are you sure you don't want to move to the big smoke?
3: Um, I do. Who do Kent's? Who
0: this... Kent's? Like inside, well... outside, That's what I do.
3: What's what's the rent like there, Luke? If Ollie's in a spending mood, get him, get him, give me some more money so I can afford <laughs> I to move closer. I don't
0: think he's in that sort of a spending mood. <laughs>
3: no, 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 a flat.
4: <laughs> it's a one bedroom
3: yeah. flat. Um, <laughs> yeah. uh, I'd I'd love to. And like when I came back from London, I was like, oh, you know what? Like, because Charlie was obviously like we watched Wrestle Talk before I worked here, and Charlie was like, how was it? Like, how was it meeting them all? And I was like they're so lovely like i wish i wish we could just like be friends and hang out like all the time so, we, are friends, oh, Devin, we do
0: hang out all the time
3: yeah, yeah but like in person
0: yeah no we don't do that much bit, really
3: it's a bit far <laughs> but, um
0: uh, before we do go though because me and tempest were talking about this in the nxt review who was your main on smash brothers melee
5: I didn't. Oh, Oh, sorry. Wrong answers. Come on. To be fair, like, I've never really been into Smash Bros. I tried getting into Ultimate. I'm just not very good at it. So I just kind of stopped. I mean,
0: I know that, Pete. I played against you when we were doing Screen Stalker stuff. Yeah, I know.
5: Like, I played (laughs) a little bit as Kirby because that was the the character you first play as on the story thing in Ultimate.
0: (gasps) Kirby! Pete, Pete, I just realized. I've got it downloaded. We could do overcooked in the office again. Oh my god, no, <laughs> no! The,
5: it's called the chill out zone, Luke. <laughs> it's a chill out. Overcooked is not
0: chill. Oh, we could make it so chill though. It'd be so good. We'll get like that's good. That's teamwork. That's team bonding. Such good to see it's <laughs> such good scene right anyway let's get out of here everyone this has nearly half an hour worth of content um let's thank you all so much for listening we'll be back tomorrow pete and tempers will be doing the smackdown reviews tomorrow and then on rampage. sunday me and sorry i'm rampage sorry yes. and and on sunday you'll be getting the review from or probably be monday uh adam and i reviewing survivor series where i'm sure There'll be something to talk about. <laughs> Will there? Ugh. I don't know. Like, thank you, Abby. It is it's a shrug, I guess. Like, that's what—that's my pretty much my plan for the thumbnail. It's the shrugging I, emoji. I I
5: really do feel bad for Laurie that he has to do a ten-minute review of six matches. Sh- what, what? What are you going to talk about for ten minutes? It's real bad. Uh...
0: I mean, maybe Booker T will say some really cool stuff on the pre-show. Mm. You <laughs> know how he does that. He always does. He's always got some great opinion as Booker T. Um, mm. Anyway, thank you all so much for listening. Take care, everyone. I love you. Goodbye.